Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dragonfly Ripple, where we are bringing up the next generation of nerd. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Michael May, and with me is the other one, Carlin Trammell. Hi, Carlin. Hi, Michael. How are you? It's been a couple of months. It's been a little while. Well, it's, yeah, I guess it's been a it's been a few weeks here since we talked Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. We but did we're that. we're in the new year, and we're going to talk some uh, some nerdy stuff again. Yeah. Um, so first of all, as usual, we'll just kind of chat between the two of us and, uh, before we bring on the kids. Um, and we have talked a lot about how nerdy we are and how nerdy our kids are, but we haven't really talked about the other super important people in our families. So I want to do that today. So Carlin, how nerdy is your wife? You know, she actually is pretty nerdy. And I, of course, mean that in the most, uh, kind and loving way. She, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it is not an insult in, in our house to call anyone a nerd. Right. As, as I'm sure anyone who knows me knows. Um, but she uh, she has a definite appreciation for the nerd. She watches a lot of this, uh, a lot of this nerd stuff with us, enjoyed watching uh, through Star Trek, enjoys watching Star Wars, likes to sit down with us on some of these things. Some, some of this, you know, she's not going to go all the way. She's um, – I, I can't think of anything uh, – as an example, well, I guess things that are that are kind of scary. Like she's not she's not interested in watching the Alien movies with me. Sure, um, but she's uh, she is on board for Doctor Who. She likes she's got her favorites. She's she's not maybe not getting into the nitty gritty of the details of it and, and obsessing over like you know what actors' names are and when they appeared in this show and that show. But mm-hmm. she's uh, she she enjoys it and and uh, has fun. Uh, on movie nights and watching through these shows with us. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely. Cool. Who's your favorite doctor? Uh, I would, I would, I think it's probably between Tenet and Smith. That's okay. All right. One of those two. Yeah. Uh, does she have a favorite companion? And I'm putting you in the spot here, but, Oh man, is this like one of those, um, you know, like <laughs> Hollywood games where like, Oh, she's, she's, I'm going to say that it's Rose, but, but you know, it's actually Donna and you've got her on the other line right now. And she's going to come out and be mad at me that I said the wrong companion. What's that? Oh, it was the newlywed game. The nerdly the newlywed, wed game. Yeah, yeah. The nerdly wed. The nerdly. Oh, there's, there's a nerd lunch show right there. There you go. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, uh, and you guys have known each other for most of your lives, right? Or you grew up together, kind of. Um, yeah, we have known each other since we were since I was seven and she was eight. Wow! And uh, grew up together, and for a good chunk of uh, time, uh, didn't like each other because she's a girl and all that stuff. <laughs> so we all great romances start, and then yeah, pretty much. And uh, I think that's how Romeo and Juliet started. Right. <laughs> Definitely the way Han and Leia started. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, in high school, we started dating. And uh, after college, got married. Nice. Did you go to school together? College? Nope. Okay. We did not. Right. But we were like an hour away, hour away, which when you don't have a car, an hour away is actually a long, is longer than an hour away. Right. But uh, it wasn't, we weren't too far away. We, we managed. Okay. Although, I mean, if you're, if you're young out there and you're listening to this show, we didn't have like cell phones and long distance plans where we could call each other all the time. Like right. we had to like wait till the weekends because that was the cheapest rate to call long distance. And email wasn't like super prevalent. Like we had it, but it wasn't like like we were using like these old like Unix style emails. And well, you had to go be on a computer 
But you had to go you find to, the computer. And then, yeah, you, know, you had to go to the computer lab. and Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, well, Diane and I met in college. And uh, actually, the first thing that I ever heard about her, so my roommate um, at the time uh, was, he wasn't a nerd. He was he was not really a jock, but he was like a just total, like, normal guy and uh um but he met diane he knew that i was you know into like comics and stuff and um he came back to the room after meeting her and he goes i met met this girl and you're really gonna like her she uh knows all about the x-men and i'm like oh that's pretty cool and uh turns out so she had dated this guy in high school who was a big x-men fan and so she had read a lot of his comics and um so that was like the first thing they ever knew about her before i even met her was that she knew who the X-Men were and, and knew all about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we just kind of got to know each other over the course of school. And, and, uh, after we graduated, then we started dating. And, um, so she, uh, <laughs> uh, she for a long time would not call herself a nerd. Not, she might not still would call herself a nerd. Um, although I will remind her, uh, that she was in the chess club in high school. Uh, <laughs> and so <laughs> in many ways, she's more nerdy than I am. Um, well, in that one way, I guess not many ways, right, right. <laughs> uh, but, um, and, you know, she loves to kind of pull the nerd alert card if I'm getting a little bit too uh, enthusiastic or, or, um, talking about minutia a little bit too much It's like nerd alert, nerd alert. Um, but she is like your wife who she will totally enjoy, um, you know, sitting down and, and, you know, she likes Star Trek and, um, she actually got me into next generation, uh, I, not to make this too long of a story, but there was a time when I had to work nights and evenings. And, and so she would just be kind of hanging out by herself and she would watch Star Trek, the next generation and Xena. And she got me into both of those shows. Um, and, uh, but and she's got her favorite doctor who, um, last time we talked about it was, uh, Eccleston actually, uh, who was her first doctor. So that right. kind of makes sense. Um, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, she's she's yeah. I think in the same boat as, as your wife. Or, um, you know, she doesn't really care about the the details and the minutia and the continuity necessarily. But she certainly enjoys uh, watching the shows and the movies and stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. My wife does not get as upset about continuity. Although when she notices it, or if I point it out, then she she'll she'll jump on board with with my irritation on it. But sure. uh, yeah, she's. Uh, She's not necessarily studying it in the same way. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's great. I, I, I'm glad uh, for both of us that we have wives that are, that are willing, that are into it, that are willing to watch it, that are, I'm sure that uh, your, your wife is supportive of, of your sharing your interests with David. And, right. And I, uh, I do know people out there who, friends that are nerds and their spouse doesn't share the same interests or it kind of looks down on it and frowns upon, upon it or is it belittles it. And, you know, and I, and I feel, always feel bad for that just because, you know, you don't have to necessarily like the same things, but right. it just, you know, sometimes I just feel bad that that's the case. And, um, it doesn't, you know, you don't have to like have the same level of interest, but it's just great to see that somebody's trying to give it a chance and, mm-hmm. Jump in, and, and I think it helps build the relationship between us and the whole family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's good, even if, you know, there are things that Diane is interested in that I'm not interested in, um, and, and vice versa. Uh, there are certain kinds of nerdy things that I like that she just has no interest in at all. Um, but we leave each other room to kind of have our own interests, and I think that's 
certainly not only healthy but um, needed in a in a strong relationship. Right. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's nice to still have your own thing. Like this is my this is my nerdy thing. You don't have to like it. That's fine. Right. Yeah. You like enough. That's cool. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> like podcasting. I have no interest in podcasting. Oh yeah. Except when I make her listen to my episodes. If, uh, <laughs> if I'm on Nerd Lunch, she has to listen to that. My uh well yeah my and my wife listens to all of uh, all of this show and all of my other shows and that's that's uh, I'm I'm glad she does. Cool. There are times I'm like there are times I'm like man maybe that one you won't like but <laughs> we, get, we get a little too nerdy on that one we, we go a little too down too down some track that you're not going to necessarily enjoy but the rabbit hole so but, to speak yeah not uh, she likes rabbit hole ones but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah awesome it's great. All right. Uh, well, let's get into uh, our topics uh, for what we're going to be talking about with the kids here. Um, what did you and Annalise watch? Well, we watched uh, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Now, Jurassic World was the big uh, one of the big Hollywood blockbusters of last year, and I had not uh, actually had not seen it yet, okay. but uh, I picked it up on uh, disc around Christmas time and wanted to watch it. Is it on um, Blu-ray? It is on Blu-ray. <laughs> okay, good. And, uh, uh, but I want, but I had not seen Jurassic Park for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, we could watch, we could probably watch these, this whole thing as a family. So I, I picked up Jurassic Park on Blu-ray as well. And so we watched Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Great. And, um, and was it just because of the availability of Jurassic World on, on Blu-ray that, kind of led you to to do that that was part of it i i you know i sort of looked into it and um and we've talked about this before with doctor who uh in particular i think with uh the horror level and i know jurassic park isn't straight horror Mm -hmm. but it's that sci it is that same kind of like sci-fi scariness there's a sci-fi element and there's a there's a suspense thriller horror kind of element to it and uh, so from that standpoint, I thought it'd be interesting to see what um, Annalise's reaction to Jurassic Park would be, especially because in, when it came out, it seemed like it was so much scarier then than I feel like it would be now. Yeah. And I, want, I just kind of was curious, um, speaking of my wife, when, when we actually saw that in the theater together back when we were dating, mm-hmm. and I don't think – my wife saw about half the movie because she was hiding her face the whole time, uh, <laughs> scared for the kids and what was going on. And, uh, you know, it's 20, 20 plus years later. I'm like, I don't, you know, it doesn't seem, I just kind of wanted a comparison. I wanted to like, look at, and it felt like Jurassic park and Jurassic world, seeing what nine, what uh, the nineties version is and what the modern version is just compare and contrast. I thought it'd be interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's kind what about of you. Well, oh, sorry. It's funny that you mentioned, you know, Doctor Who being you know, maybe an indirectly uh, uh, influence on your choice. It was a direct influence on on what we watched. Um, we've been watching classic Doctor Who episodes, and we're in the Fourth Doctor, and watched the episode or story called Pyramids of Mars. I don't know if you remember that one. This is a uh, Tom Baker one, right? Yes, yeah, um, and it's all about uh, this kind of uh, alien who inspired the Egyptians um, and inspired a lot of their mythology. So as we were watching it, I was realizing that David has never seen Stargate. Uh, so that's what we watched. Um, we watched the, the original movie uh, and then the, the TV movie uh, kind of pilot episode that launched the, uh, the SG-1 series. 
the long running, yeah. ten year long TV series. Wow! Plus a couple of spinoffs um, and movies, like like spinoff movies. Like yeah, they renewed movies too, or something. I thought. Wow! Yeah, and I'm I, I think I've only seen the first season of SG One. Um, I, I bought it a long time ago on DVD as a box set, and uh, uh, so that's what we watched. But I I've always wanted to kind of continue that, and I'm. I, don't know if now is the right time to continue. We'll see uh, if David's interested in it or not when we talk to him. But, uh, um, you know, we're still watching classic Doctor Who. We're watching uh, a lot of Star Trek. Um, and uh, that's something else we can kind of catch up on real quickly is that we started watching uh, Enterprise, actually. He's taking uh, some acting classes right now. Okay. Um, and the lady he's taking acting classes from uh, was an extra in the first season of Star Trek. Or uh, of Enterprise, rather. She was oh, like yeah? a she played a Starfleet officer. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're actually watching to like try to find her and I haven't actually seen her yet, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, pretty cool. yeah, but it is kind of cool. So that got us reinterested in enterprise. Um, and, uh, which also, um, got us reinterested in, uh, picking up where we kind of left off with next generation. And, and, uh, so anyway, that's a little Star Trek update there. Yeah. Well, we, um, we're, I think we're still a year behind on Dr. Who, and, but uh, Annalise still likes to get on Netflix and watch random episodes. And then like four nights ago, she got on to watch another one and it's gone. It's gone from Netflix. So <laughs> I, and, and gone from uh, the, the classic episodes we were watching has gone from Hulu plus um, because I, I think BBC is getting ready to launch their own streaming service. And so they're pulling yep. it off of everything. Yep. Uh, fortunately, we still have the old Netflix disc plan. So, well, uh, yes, as we as do we. Yeah, right, so. so that's how we're going to be uh, <laughs> filling in the gaps until BBC gets up and running. Um, okay, anything else before we bring on the kids? Um, well, I just wanted to mention that you know, and, and bef- I'm sure we'll talk to Annalise about this, but uh, with the Jurassic movies, I, I did choose to not watch Lost World oh, and yeah. Jurassic Park three, and uh, I don't really like either one of those movies that much i think um ah, they just i don't know there was they they were missing some of the magic of the first one mm-hmm. and um i think three in particular is just sort of your classic like let's go to the island and let's see you know it becomes one of those classic like it's a game to see which person's gonna get killed off next <laughs> it's that kind of movie right right and um sort of like your king kongs or whatever you know it's yeah. like here's we're going with 10 people all right who's gonna survive yeah yeah um I don't find that very fun. So sure, and it didn't seem like uh, we were missing anything. Not having watched it, they. I don't know if. In fact, if anything, it feels like. I don't know if they could have existed. It seems weird that Jurassic World would. Would not have mentioned like at least Lost World. Yeah. In some way that yeah. there's a T Rex, you know, walking around a city. <laughs> seems like it would have come up. <laughs> it seems like it would have. <laughs> yeah. So I guess let me ask you: Did you enjoy Jurassic World? This was your first time seeing it. Uh, I did. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I I liked it. Yeah. I don't you know if I loved it, but I I liked it a good yeah. deal. Yeah. It's uh it was in my top ten of uh, last year. I don't I don't think it was in the top five, but uh, it was definitely one of the the more enjoyable movies that I saw last year. I think. So okay, well let's bring on the kids and uh, talk to them.
All right, so we are back, and we have uh, the kids here. So first of all, we're going to talk to uh, to Annalise, um, but we also have David here. So hi, Annalise. Hi, David. Hi. Hey. Oh, my. Hi. <laughs> you guys sound what? so excited to be here. Hooray, we're on episode 10. It's Trying it again. <laughs> all right, so... um. Annalise, you guys watched... What did you watch? We watched Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Okay, and those are movies about what? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs, yes. Do you like dinosaurs? Mm-hmm. What are you going to say, David? What are the dinosaurs doing in that movie? Or in those movies? Well, they're doing lots of different things. I know, but what's the main thing they're doing? Trying to eat people. (laughs) (laughs) That's always a fun movie. So here's trying to eat people. Here's a question I have for both of you guys because everybody loves dinosaurs, but kids especially love dinosaurs. What is it about dinosaurs that we love? Um, They're big lizard, reptilian bird lizards that are big and have teeth. Okay. And why is that cool? Because they eat people with their teeth, and <laughs> well, they st- run around. Stegosaurus don't eat people with their teeth, but they're still cool. Because they have spikes, and they stab you. Okay. All right. So big, giant, potentially deadly creatures is uh, why you like them. And at least, what do you like about dinosaurs? Um, well, they're just interesting creatures. Yeah. No one gets to see, so they're just really extra interesting because no one's ever seen them before okay yeah i get that they uh they used to live they used to exist but they don't anymore and so it kind of fires our imagination to wonder what that the world was like when they were around that's cool um are they cooler than animals like david mentioned that okay they eat people but like tigers are cool but are dinosaurs cooler than tigers because no. they don't exist or are they, I like are they dinosaurs extinct? I like dinosaurs because they're giant lizards. That's what I like. I like tigers better. <laughs> David, what's giant cooler? Lizard. Dinosaurs or Godzilla? Um, well, technically, Godzilla is a dinosaur, so... <laughs> yeah. That is nerd he? training is really coming in. <laughs> yeah. Is he technically a dinosaur? He is technically a dinosaur. He's a giant, He's a- mutated, radioactive dinosaur. Okay. But, but yeah, he started off as a dinosaur. I see. Um, okay, Annalise, what, what other dinosaur stories have you seen or, or even read? Um, have you ever I, seen any other movies with dinosaurs in them? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know if we have. Like, we've never watched the Land Before Time movies. Okay. There was, there was an episode of Doctor Who that had dinosaurs in it, but <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. Which one was that? Uh... I think it was called Dinosaurs in the Spaceship, but maybe not. I think that was the title of it. I, I which, think so. which, which doctor was that? Eleventh. Was yeah. it? Okay. Oh, there's another one. Yeah, there, there's a third doctor episode that we've seen that has dinosaurs in it. I imagine that oh. the uh, special effects quality is quite different between the two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we love dinosaurs. Uh, so you've never seen like Land of the Lost or... Um, what are some other ones? The Lost World, um, but anything Jurassic like that. Park. 
Well, yeah, that's the, the Lost Talks. World Jurassic Park. Oh, wah, wah, wah. No, not yeah, next not that. The just the Lost World. Yeah. And she hasn't. No, we haven't watched. Yeah, <laughs> those shows. Okay. Did I you don't know? know. I'm trying to think of what what I'm looking at my collection. I'm trying to think of what there really isn't a lot of dinosaurs represented in what we have in the collection here. So okay. Godzilla. Yeah, there's not there's not even that much Godzilla in my collection. <laughs> You're pointing, you're pointing out a weakness here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there's a wealth of other dinosaur material to, available if uh, uh, Annalise, if, if you're into it. Um, we can talk more about that later. But what, what did you know about these movies before you watched them? Or did you know anything about them before? Uh, I knew that there were dinosaurs and another eight people, and that's pretty much it. Okay. All right. Uh, but you knew that they were dinosaurs in, like, the modern world? Or, or did you know um, that even? I, I don't remember. Okay. Um, and these movies, we talked about this a little bit before on some other shows, that you're, you you can handle some pretty scary stuff. These movies, uh, did you find these movies to be scary? Um, sometimes. Most, yeah? I guess most of the time. Like what? What was uh, one of the scariest parts of Jurassic Park? Um, well, like when they're walking back to the... Um, main entrance and the velociraptors are out mm. mm-hmm. and so then like there's a velociraptor standing right behind you yeah and you have to try to escape and <laughs> is that the part where they run into the kitchen uh or was that later later it's, um, yeah, i think it's right there know. right there in the kitchen scene right? the, the yeah scene. we're talking about the scene yeah right okay the kitchen and then when um the Ladies, she's going to turn the power back on. Yes. There's velociraptors in there. Yeah, yeah. So the velociraptors. <laughs> what about you, yeah. David? What's uh, what's the scariest parts for you in the first? Movie? Um, velociraptors are pretty. I'm not really scared of that movie anymore, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking about if I haven't seen this before. Right. Oh, it'd be scary. So, of course, the Velociraptors, but then the, the Dilophosaurus, too. Which one's the Dilophosaurus? Uh, he's the one that's not supposed to have the frills, but he does. Oh, okay, and he spits, like, the, the venom so that, that yeah, blinds the paralyzing, Yeah, the, okay. the paralyzing venom. That gets uh, Newman? Yeah. Okay. But what? technically, he's not supposed to have frills. <laughs> do you remember, I know stuff. Do you remember it's that? The, it's the frog DNA. That, that's what... <laughs> that's what they'll always say. Like, well, they mixed it with frog DNA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's different. totally not frilled lizard at all. Yeah, um, it has to be a frog. So, do you remember that part, Annalise, with the the the, the lizard with the frills that kind of spit the poison at the guy's eyes and oh, made yeah, him blind? Oh yeah, the Yeah, Carlin, what about you? Any any particularly scary parts that you uh want to call out? Um. Yeah, the kitchen, the kitchen scene. I mean, is like to me, it's about the kids, right? The kid, you put kids yeah. in peril, right? And that's almost cheating, you know. It's like, oh, hey, kids are in trouble, and now we've just, you know, the the scary factor has been magnified times ten, right? Yeah, so, mom, mom didn't like that. So the kitchen scene, and then probably when they're in the car and the T, you know, right there when the T Rex first gets out. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, that's it, the first major scary scene of the movie too. So. I'd say those two are 
probably the highest ranking scary scenes for me. But having already seen it before, you know, I wasn't as I wasn't as concerned. Right. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think the story was going to change from viewing to viewing. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the T Rex part because that's one of the ones for me. I, mean, I just love that scene where you see like the the puddle on the ground and then it's just like the, right. the boom and the ripples and it's like, Oh man, what's coming when well, the girl's hyperventilating and she's just flashing the light into its <laughs> eyes, right. and, like, and, and Alan Grant is like, turn it off, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Annalise, what did you find? Uh, Jurassic park scarier or Jurassic world? Uh, park. Okay. And why, why is that? You think, do you think Jurassic world was actually less scarier or did Jurassic park just kind of get you used to it? A little both. Okay. All right. Um, were you going to say something, David? I think what happened there was that Jurassic Park was supposed to be like a horror movie about dinosaurs, and the other ones were just keeping the fans excited, interested. Okay. All right. More of. Yeah, I think that might be fair. Well, Elise, you mentioned to me that you felt like the Velociraptors were scarier than the, the big... Uh, Part T-Rex, part Velociraptor. Part, part two, yeah. Frog, oh, okay. Whatever that thing was. Why Which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah. You would yeah, think, like, why, why, why did you think the Velociraptors were scarier than the uber-mega dinosaur that they created? Well, for one, the Velociraptors seem a lot smarter. I don't know. They just seem more dangerous. And well, I, I agree. I, uh, I don't want to yeah. cut you off if you have more to say. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, I agree that I think they are scarier, and, and part of what it is for me is um, the fact that they're working together as a team. Um, because yeah. you know, they make a big deal about how smart this giant thing is in Jurassic World, but um, the fact that the, the Velociraptors uh, are also super smart but also work together um, just makes them even more of a threat because instead of having one big thing to run away from, you've got three things to run away from. Or have, is that, was there three of them? Yeah. Yeah. There were three. Well, and yeah. with the, when they were using the Velociraptors in the second movie to hunt down the made-up, like the dinosaur that they created, um, and when the Velociraptors turned on them, that was... <laughs> that was... <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. It totally was. I, I don't think the Indominus can open doors, though. No. Yeah. <laughs> it would just eat the roof off. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I think you're absolutely right that they are they are scarier to me, too. Um, I want to talk about the parks a little bit, because the park in Jurassic Park was designed a little differently than the one they ended up creating in Jurassic World. Um, yeah. And, and so... I guess the question I have um, for you is uh, if they'd been able to get that original park up and running, would you have rather visited that as a guest or the one in Jurassic World? Um, probably the one in Jurassic World. But I wouldn't really want to visit either because <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The one in Jurassic Park was more of a ride than an actual park. Yeah. It was like a ride with a gift shop. Yeah, the, to me, the the difference was like the one in Jurassic Park is almost more like a zoo, um, whereas yeah. the one in Jurassic World is more like a theme park where there's there's more rides and attractions and stuff. But I think we're going to talk more about that in our dinner table questions, so I'll cut that short. But um, but I was just kind of curious about what you thought about the differences between those those two parks were. 
Um, yeah, what's your favorite character in Jurassic Park? Um, probably the girl, like the younger girl. Okay. Um, the stupid one that flashes the flashlight in his eyes. Hey, T-Rex, come over here. I don't think she was stupid. I just think she was super scared and didn't really know. Yeah, she didn't really know anything about time. Yeah, she saved the day in the end. She right. yeah. She was uh, doing some hacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then she called the herbivores veggie sources. That was funny. Veggie sources. <laughs> David, who's your favorite in Jurassic Park? Um, probably Alan, because he knows what he's talking about. Which one is Alan? Uh, Alan is the guy that I thought you would know. Who he is. The main guy. I can't remember the actor's name off the top of my head. Um, Sam, Sam Neill, is it? Something? Yeah, he's the guy that, paleontologist guy that saved his vote. And then said, I don't think this is a good idea at the end because unless you want your, uh, pay your customers to be eaten by T-Rex. Okay. And mauled by velociraptors and an acid spat in their face by Dilophosaurus. I don't <laughs> a good idea okay yeah i always get uh alan and ian confused um because ian is one of my favorite characters uh, that's the jeff goldblum character that's the jeff goldblum character. Ian's yeah. the um, guy that went to the second movie yeah. too. I think. right yeah and alan grant's in the third movie right right uh carlin do you have a favorite character from that movie i don't know if i have a standout favorite i i think they're all they're all pretty good i mean i like the it's a little of a trope, but the whole, you know, Alan Grant doesn't like kids, but then he's having to hang around two kids and take care of them and sort yeah. of become this little, this like surrogate father for the, the, the evening and day. It, it still works. Yeah. Uh, but I like, um, I, I can't remember the character's name, but the, the main, the main girl, the main, uh, uh, Laura Dern's was, character, Laura Dern's character. I like her too. She's, you know, she's got some, some good scenes and having her go out on her own and, and uh, try and uh, get the power back on. That was that was great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think they're all. There's not really any useless characters, and in, in the ones that are get eaten pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy that gets eaten by the T Rex when he's trying to take a dump. Yeah, yeah. That's he's he's removed from the movie pretty quickly. So, <laughs> uh, Annalise, who's your favorite character from uh, Jurassic World? Um, Owen. Owen? Owen. Okay. Which one was that one? Is that the, the younger boy? No. The Owen. 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 The guy who knows everything about dinosaurs. Chris Pratt. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> My favorite actor. I, I haven't learned the uh, the character's names, obviously. <laughs> well enough yet. Okay, so Chris Pratt. You have to see more Jurassic World. I do. I do. So, David, is he your favorite as well? From, yeah. From I love Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt. Annalise, As an actor. Yeah. Annalise, what do you like about Owen? Um, well, if I was in the movie, I would want to stick with him because he knows <laughs> a lot about dinosaurs. Right. Um, and he has a whole pack of velociraptors. He was, yeah, he was a good actor. He has common sense. Yeah. Yeah. No one else in the movie had any common sense. Yeah. Carl, what about you? Maybe releasing oh. Velociraptors might be a little bit dangerous. That's, you know, laying them out of the cage. That's the problem with some of these movies. You know, not to jump in on like two and three, which we didn't watch, but like these movies, like it's like they have to create a scenario, right? 
that we we get to, and it it is, takes everyone in the movie except for that one guy who's got common sense who's saying all along, "Hey, no, let's not do this." <laughs> everyone else not having common sense to get to the scenario that we're going to get to, right? And uh, sometimes you can accept it, like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. It seems like it's okay, but. Um, but that's definitely a trope, and I love that Annalise has identified that. No one had common sense in this movie yeah. <laughs> except for him. Right. Is that's always the case with yeah. these kind of like disaster sort of things. Very true. Well, the um, the guy who was partners with Owen, I don't know his name either, um, he had – he agreed with Owen like we shouldn't let these out. Um but he wasn't in the movie. But yeah, all the all the decision makers of the movie, right. the, the people who could make make calls, mm, not very smart. Yeah, <laughs> there's all these dangerous creatures that have killed hundreds of people in the past three experiences. Let's just let them out and just run wild in the forest where we can't find them. Yeah. And at least, did you like uh, one of the movies better than the other? Uh, I like World better. You did okay. Why, why is that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was funnier. Okay. I think. And um, I just I just liked it better. Okay. Now we we talked about Chris Pratt's one of David's favorite actors. Did you did you recognize him from anything else? Um, I remember Mom telling me he was in a Marvel movie, but now I don't remember which one. Yeah. Isn't he, um, Star-Lord? Yes, he is. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Um, you see any similarities between the two movies, other than dinosaurs, obviously? Um, well, they both have the same idea. Um, they're trying to make dinosaurs and make a park out of it, mm-hmm. which is a really bad idea. Um, and then in the second movie, they're trying to reopen Jurassic Park. Like, that's what they're trying to make, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and they end up going to Jurassic Park, actually. Right, yeah. Um, and, um, so, the, like, there's different stories, but it's basically dinosaurs get loose and they have to stop them. Right. Now, you skipped the second and third ones. Do you feel like you missed out on any story that would have been helpful in watching Jurassic World? Like, did you watch anything in Jurassic World and go, oh, I, I don't know what they're talking about there. I wonder if that's in one of the other movies. Um, well, that's how that they didn't mention anything in the other two, from the other two movies, so yeah. I don't think so. And you didn't, you didn't really feel lost at any point? No. I would, I'd like to see the next ones, but... I don't think I missed anything. Okay, all right. Um, and why would you like to see the other two? Um, they sound interesting. Having okay. Having T-Rex in the United States and then going somewhere else with dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, they're making a sequel to Jurassic World. Uh, any thoughts about what you would like to see in the sequel? Um, I thought it would be cool to maybe go back to Jurassic World and... Maybe find the remaining Velociraptors. I think there's actually only one left. Okay. I think Blue um, only, only Blue survived. Yeah. Um, but, and then, like, maybe finding that same T-Rex again and just seeing what's left. Maybe bringing him to New York. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> David, no, would it... they didn't bring him to Japan. 
What's that? This time they're going to bring them to Japan. Oh, sure, sure. Do you have any ideas know. about what you would like to see in the sequel, David? Um, I don't know what we're going to see because they didn't really. The only thing they left was that the T Rex and the Velociraptor are out of their cages. Yeah. Now and the hundreds of pterosaurs are dead. Right. And the Mosasaur that doesn't have any food, so <laughs> unless they go back, yeah, we came back to this island. And it's full of dead dinosaurs. This is fun. <laughs> so I don't know what we're gonna see. Do you have any thoughts about what you would like to see? Like if you were gonna write it, that um, I story, would but... like to see. Cause actually, I just remembered that I'm pretty sure we're gonna see, and I would definitely like to see this. So uh, they were. They showed some more genetically engineered dinosaurs, so okay, so we may see some of those All right. in the next movie. And you would like that? Yeah, I like this. Okay. Stegosaurus with the Triceratops head and the Pachycephalosaurus with the Hunchback. Okay. Carlin, any thoughts about what you'd love to see in a sequel? Well, it seemed like they were setting up the, like, like David's mentioning, the genetically engineered thing. Like, they get, they, I think they get off the island or some, you know, that one of that. One of those scientists get off the island with some of the uh, genetic material or whatever it was, and I, and and there was that whole thing about like, oh, we could use these dinosaurs to fight our wars, and and it'd be interesting to see if they got since we've now expanded it to Jurassic World. You know, it's it was on the park, but the titles now are are going beyond just the park itself. That what if we see um, see a, a government, you know, the U.S. government or some some government. Um, try and weaponize the dinosaurs and mm. see how horribly <laughs> that goes. That's interesting. Yeah. So maybe even kind of moving away from the theme park element of it and right. it's more to like, okay, now dinosaurs exist in this world. What is that like? Yeah. Interesting. It's yeah. the dinosaur apocalypse. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> dies. Oh, pretty much. It's yeah. It's uh, zombies it's, are going to come along be dinosaurs versus zombies. It's Godzilla. Or dinosaur zombies. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be Godzilla all over again. Yes. <laughs> Except smaller and a lot more of them. It's be, it'll be Cloverfield then. <laughs> Which David hasn't seen. That's uh, we need to do well, There you go. There's episode 11. J.J. Abrams. I saw on YouTube J.J. Abrams is making another Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know so. if it's on. It, 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 What's it's, Cloverfield? Well, maybe that, is, that's episode eleven for both of yeah. <laughs> children. <laughs> yeah, it's a giant monster movie, Annalise. Um, Sounds like it would be about clovers. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's about giant clovers that eat people, but they don't look like clovers at all. In fact, they look more like giant monsters than clovers. All right, to close up our conversation on Jurassic uh, Park World, any any last thoughts any of you guys have, Annalise? I would never go there. Okay. <laughs> David? We're going to have to rethink our question. Yeah. At the end. I, would, <laughs> I would go there until the dinosaurs got loose, and then I would leave. <laughs> okay. That's pretty smart. Carlin, any last thoughts? Um, well, I, I do. I would do. You know, you mentioned the whole scariness factor, and uh, I don't know if Annalise or David, you can talk about this, but. Like, did you feel, do you feel like there's a difference? Like, can you tell there's a difference in, like, when the movies were made? Does Jurassic Park feel like a 20-plus-year-old movie to you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it, it has some really good anim- CGI animation. Thing, 
that's probably one of the reasons why it got so famous was because it was really well animated. Yeah, it really does. That aspect holds up. And then, like, do you feel like, I guess from a scariness factor, do you feel like you're desensitized to what is scary in a 20-plus-year-old movie? Because when it came out, it was it was a scary movie. But now yeah, it, doesn't it, seem like, it doesn't seem like it is as, as much now. And I'm just curious what what your thoughts are on that. Um, it had... Jurassic Park was more scary, but Jurassic World had more twists and reveals and stuff. Did either of you, like, when you first watched it, were you, like, hiding your eyes or pulling the blanket up over your face? Or, or was that, were you able to watch it and not really... Just, you know, oh, it's kind of scary, but it's not, like... I have to leave the room and run out of here or something. Well, I don't, I wasn't, I didn't want to leave the room, but I might, like, hold your breath. I would want to see, I wanted to see what happened, like, next. Um, but it was definitely kind of creepy. Okay. Or I guess maybe not creepy, but more scary, I guess. Tense. It was a tense movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm sorry. Do you have another thought? Didn't um, mom do that the first time she saw it? Yeah, that's. <laughs> she barely watched it when when we first watched it together. She closed her eyes and buried her head in my <laughs> in my arm and just, just did not watch that movie. <laughs> nice. Some of that I wonder has if it has something to do with the, watching it in the theater on the giant screen with the you know enormous sound uh, versus watching it you know at home. That's, that could be that could be part of it too. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a break and uh, have a, another episode of Jetpack Tiger. And then when we come back, we will talk about some uh, aliens and Egyptians. What? We're here with another episode of Jetpack Tiger! And this time we're going to talk about a, a cartoon that's a few years old, um, but you just recently watched through it for the first time. What was it? Avatar! Avatar what? The Last Airbender. What's that TV show about? Um, it's about how there's, um, there's four nations that have, they each can control a different p- part of nature. And the bad nation is fire. So there's water, earth, fire, and air. All the air people die except for one. And earth, water have, have tribes, but there's different, different kingdoms. Like, there's two earth kingdoms, Omashu, and there's another one. There's two water tribes, and then there's also a fire one. And there's a fire nation. So who is the one air person that didn't die? Um, they're called airbenders, waterbenders, earthbenders, and firebenders. Okay, so who is the one airbender that didn't die? Aang. And then he gathered his friends around. He got friends. Um, there's one random guy who has no powers. His name is Sokka. And then there's a waterbender named Katara. And... And then 
They found that, and then there's a prince who got vanished. He has a he has a, he has a scar, and then um, his name is Zuko. He joined them. He was trying to hunt them down for for most of the show. Then he joined, and then he there's also Toph, which is an Earthbender. She she's actually blind. What does it mean to be a bender? Um, a bender, um, is, a bender means that you can actually, that you're one of the person who can actually use the tool and control the tool. How did Aang, the airbender, survive when everyone else died? Oh, um, he left the temple before the Fire Nation attacked. Um, lots of sad stuff and bad stuff was happening so um he um vanished so he vanished what's special about him he's the avatar and what is the avatar what is special about what's an avatar he's the one who can control all four so he can control water earth and fire oh so he can control all of them uh-huh but and he so he so, and they're all called elements. So, water, earth, fire, and air are called elements. Okay, so right off the bat, he can control all of the elements? Yeah, he can control all, can control all four elements. So, episode one, he shows up, he can control all the elements? Nope. No. They, Sokka and, and Katara are actually brother and sister. Katara's the girl, Sokka's the boy. And um, they actually had to find him in a giant frozen... He's frozen in an iceberg in the Avatar state. There's a few seasons of this show, and you watch through it all, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You think it's fun. Uh-huh. It's funny. Mm-hmm. There's lots of cool characters. Uh-huh. Animals. Awesome animals. There's actually a dragon hawk. Wow. So they... So some animals are combined like two, so in our real world, we have hawks and other things. So we have a make-believe dragon, and we have a hawk. Can you find those dragon? To go to find those together, we have a dragon hawk. Okay, you'd say the Avatar is a good show to watch, right? Uh huh. Okay, so would you want to watch it again? Yeah. And you would want to watch Korra someday? Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all we have time for on this episode of Jetpack Tiger. So, what is it time for? Goodbye! Watch your star! Okay, we are back with some more of the Ripple, and uh, I'm just what I call it for short, the Ripple. That's what all the cool kids call it. <laughs> That's what they're saying on the street. Yeah, the Rip. Guys, did you hear the new uh, the, the new Ripple? Uh, that's not what they say. Um, we're going to talk to David about Stargate. 
the movie Stargate and uh, then a little bit about the uh, pilot of Stargate SG-1, the first, uh, the first episode, the epic two-hour movie event of Stargate SG-1. Um, but we'll start off by talking about the movie and um, – First, uh, your your dad mentioned sort of the uh, inspiration about it, um, but uh, was this the first time that you'd seen something about uh, the whole aliens inspiring e- ancient Egyptians thing? Like, was this the, your introduction to it, or what? What else had you heard about this? Idea? No, it was not, because practically two days before, we <laughs> saw a sp- very specific Doctor Who episode from the Fourth Doctor. About pyramids on Egypt. I mean, pyramids on Mars. Not pyramids on Egypt. There's already those. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> pyramids on Mars. Um, so that, uh, just, that was talking about aliens who they had built uh, similar period, uh, pyramids on, uh, on Mars as to what we have in Egypt. Is that sort of the gist of it? Or that. There were already pyramids on Mars, and they built pyramids on Egypt. Okay. Had you heard of about this uh, concept anywhere else? Um, I think I can't remember, but I think uh, I think you talked about Stargate before, but I can't remember. Oh, did I? Did Maybe. um? Did you see uh, X Men: Days of Future Past? I did. And I know I don't actually, actually I don't know were those aliens at the end I guess we don't know but the very end of that movie there's sort of a similar uh, tease for X Men Apocalypse and there's a there's sort of a you know explaining how the pyramids were created sort of deal there um, I don't know do you think I mean have you read up about that like the whole idea that uh, pyramids would have been difficult to create. For humans at the time, or like, does that all was it all new to you? Um, well, we went to the uh, I can't, I don't think uh, the uh, Chicago Museum once because we had a lot of money <laughs> at that time, and they had this uh, Egyptian uh, exhibit there. And one of the things you could do is you could try to pull this giant block, and I don't think any of us could do it. So, <laughs> so it was a kind of weird. The size of what any uh, a pyramid. It was a been. pretty huge block. Um, yeah, it was. I can't exactly say how long it or big, how big it was because I haven't been there for three years. I guess I've been to the museum, but not that specific exhibit. So what do you do? You like this idea? Was it was it pretty cool to um, to see this sort of new thing um, that you were unfamiliar with up until a few days ago? This idea of Egyptians and aliens that 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 marriage between those two ideas was that cool to you? Well, I I I, def, I, I know I've heard of that before then, but that was the first kind of media that I've seen of it, and that yeah, that was a really cool idea. There, there's some. There's some ideas that I can go into that, and I can definitely see how that would work. So the um, so the Stargate uh, the movie. Let's talk about that um, in general. Like, what what was your thought about about the movie? Did you enjoy uh, enjoy that? Well, I like some good ancient kind of because 
kind of when they have movies about ancient Egyptians. It's pretty cool because they're trying to decipher stuff and that. So kind of a science fiction Egyptian movie. Those are always really cool because yeah. deciphering stuff and, oh my goodness, this happened back then, but what is it? Because we can't decipher this. And, oh my goodness, it's aliens or there's a monster or the mummies are coming to <laughs> kill us. Or the mummies coming to kill us. The... um. So the film itself, did you like? Uh, did you like the plot? Did you like uh, how it all came together? Did you, did you enjoy it? It it was good. It was amazing. It was amazing. Okay, good, good. Um, so this uh, this movie starred the main the main actors in this were Kurt Russell and James Spader. Did uh, had you seen these guys before in anything? Um. Ah, uh, I'm disappointing myself because I know that I can't remember. Um, I think I've seen them. I'm pretty sure I've seen them before. Have you seen um, Big Trouble in Little China? No. Okay. Uh, Escape from New York. No. I'm trying to think what else? What else? What else? Michael might have. Uh, have I, Kurt Russell. Yeah, his Kurt Russell exposure has probably been pretty limited, but he has seen some James Spader stuff. Oh, okay. Um. So they are, yeah, I know you're telling me stuff about that, but I just can't remember. Yeah, so we we've seen Pretty in Pink, um, which oh is, yeah, he was the he was the jerk. Yeah, he's the he jerk. He's the jerk friend. <laughs> yeah, jerk friend. And also, one of David's favorite movies as a kid was Shorts. <laughs> oh, and he was he was the main. I see. He wasn't the main bad guy's dad. He was the main bad guy. Yeah, he's the main bad guy, and his daughter was also kind of a bad guy. Have you guys seen that movie, Carlin? No, I completely Beach. recommend. Yes, it, it is recommended. A, a great kids movie that adults will love as well. Um, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Shorts. It's definitely, good. Definitely oh, Rodriguez, it. watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it like the Spy Kids movies and stuff? Uh, like kinda... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you enjoy those movies at all, um, it's oh the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's kind of got this just goofy, fun kind of sensibility to it. That, uh, um, but it, it's kind of like structurally, it's kind of like Pulp Fiction, where it kind of jumps all over the place, and then you kind of towards the end you start figuring out how things are connected together. Uh, but it's just a complete kids movie. Um, it is super fun. Cool. You keep getting really off-topic this episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alex, make a note to watch shorts. Don't um, worry, it's not kids running around in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> James Spader is also in another big movie from last year. Do you remember that one, David? Uh, was it a Marvel movie? It is. You probably was wouldn't it? recognize him. Yeah. By Ant his face. Man. <laughs> no, he wasn't an Ant Man. It wasn't an Ant Man. Um, I know you were talking about. I know, oh, yeah, you're saying you didn't like Ant Man. Um, okay. What was the other day? Age of Ultron. Yeah. Age of Ultron. And he, he was Ultron. He was yep, Ultron. He was Ultron. Yeah. He was Ultron. Yeah. Um, you know, he was quite a different character from who he is in Stargate to who he is in a lot of these other movies. You know, he's not he's not a jerk in Stargate. He's not uh, a whiny uh, robot in Stargate. Um, 
Well, he was he's, a little whiny, but not a whiny robot. Right, not a whiny, ro- <laughs> not a whiny uh, like megalomaniacal robot. <laughs> uh, who wants to take over the world. Who wants to take over the world and destroy it, yeah. He's um he's quite a different character, and I think that I think that shows some range uh, for Spader for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, between the two main characters, uh, I would say I would say the two main characters would be Kurt Russell's uh, character and James Spader's character. Did one stick out to you as as a favorite? Did you like one over the other? Not really. They both had their differences. Did you like that that difference in approach and difference in personality and dynamic? Do you feel like that worked well in this movie? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I would say so. Um, the um, this movie did it did it remind you of anything? Does it stand out as like similar to another kind of movie or TV show in particular? It reminds me of the Stargate TV show. <laughs> <laughs> That, of course, I can see the similarities. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I don't know how far have you gotten in the Stargate television show? Just the uh, first episode? Just the pilot. Okay. Um, as because I've only, like I said, I've only seen the first three seasons, and I and I'll just see more than I have. I didn't really dig the show. I I suffered through it because I kept hearing like, Oh no, no, it gets better. It gets better. Keep watching. It gets better. And uh, I gave it three seasons and I'm like, I think I'm, I think I've given it a good shot, but uh, I did get a star Trek, the next generation vibe from it. There was a lot of like team work and team approach and let's sit around and talk and make a plan and go meet aliens. And so there was sort of a, a star Trek next generation vibe as the show went on. So I think the aliens are very nice though. There are some of them that are really weird. As the show goes on, you'll meet other other races, and some of them are nice. Yes, not the ones in the pilot. No, except for the Roman one <laughs> looking ones. Um, one of the big uh, plots of uh, subplots of this movie, for in particular for um, Colonel O'Neill, was that his son had died. Did, yes. How did you feel about about that backstory for Colonel O'Neill? Well, I definitely knew. I definitely knew how I was probably thinking then, and that I felt really bad for him because now he had to go work at a base. But I also felt bad for everyone else because he was going to be. I knew he was going to be super cranky. Yeah, he he was cranky. Both <laughs> both versions were cranky. <laughs> um, did that affect you at all, or did you like? Did, did you think that added to the backstory or would you have been fine with he was just a, a colonel and there was no history with him? Well, I don't <laughs> want it to be good that there was something, some history going on. And just this random guy that shows up and now he's super important. Just a random... Nothing going on. Um, one of my favorite things about Stargate is... That in a lot of science fiction, you don't have a language barrier, especially in Star Trek. They just go to another planet and they can all understand each other. They all speak English or they all, I mean, there's, you know, there's a back, there's the universal translator. Yeah. Yeah. Like in Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Translates everything. They just show up out of nowhere. Right. And it's just that 
Um, and it's fine. Like I don't, I'm fine with science fiction employ, you know, uh, employing that, that trick because you kind of need it. Otherwise it would get, uh, difficult to watch. But what I really like about Stargate is this is a good example of where they didn't, they needed, uh, Daniel Jackson to be there as a translator and a good chunk of the movie is them trying to communicate with these other people. Did you, did you like that aspect of it? Did, did you, did you find that to be a, a nice twist on it or was that frustrating to you? Yeah, I, I like that cause it just showed how these, cause these people didn't know anything about these guys here besides that they knew something about raw and the, or I guess soldier dudes didn't know anything except that this was planet and they came here on a big spinning gate thing that had water in it and it was really cold. Right. <laughs> and when they got there, didn't know anything except that there are some Egyptians on the planet. Do you feel like the um the big battles and the big action sequence and everything that resolved it, that, that hold up, does that, was that satisfying to you as far as a resolution to the movie? Yeah, there were some really good special effects and fight scenes, and it, especially for that time that the movie was made. What do you like about that? Do you like the concept of, of how they use the space travel? You know, because like, again, going back to some of these other science fiction shows, a lot of them use spaceships or, you know, the TARDIS is even a, a special kind of spaceship, but this is, this uses that, that portal, this tele like almost like you got to dial the phone, open up the portal kind of thing. Did you, did you, what do you think, what do you think about that sort of uh, method of travel? Well, I like that. Another cool aspect is that in kind of Dr. Who and Star Trek and Star Wars and all those, they know what they're doing. They don't just go in there and say, I'm going to press some random buttons, except for Anakin Skywalker in the first movie. <laughs> right. They're not just jamming buttons and trying to figure out how stuff works. But in this one, they, act, they don't know what they're, they don't know anything about this. They found it in the dirt. They pulled it up out of the ground. There's symbols on it. We press buttons and we figure out what's going on. Now we're going to press some buttons. Oh, we found the one that works. Now it, there's water here. Now we go through it. Now we're on a, in a pyramid. It's really cold. But now it's hot because we're in the desert. And I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right, right. It's complete unknown. It's complete. Um, and that's what, yeah, that's another thing I like about that, that first movie is it's, it's, it's really dangerous. It's really, uh, they're really bold. These characters are really bold to make this, this, uh, this leap to go through this portal because they have no idea what they're going to find on the other side to go where no one has gone before. <laughs> exactly. That brings up a good question that I just now thought of David. What did you think about the whole, like Colonel O'Neill had this mission that nobody else knew about. Um, what did you think about that as a, as a mission? All I knew is he was setting up a nuke and I thought that he was just going to blow it up and keep them stuck there. Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, but did, did you kind of? Oh, why are you setting up a nuke? Why are you doing that? Well, once they explained it, did you did you understand why he was doing it? Did you think that yeah. that was a, a good mission? Uh, or um, no, <laughs> it's not a good mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, pretty much any missions involving nukes. <laughs> Life probably, Especially probably nukes avoid. where now they take your nuke and they're going to send it through with crystals that are going to make it ten times. So a nuke times ten. Right. <laughs> that does not sound good at all. <laughs> the um, So I, I want to talk about the, the show some too. Um, there's a... Actually, before we get to the show, the so the way the the original movie ends, you feel like that it needed some sort of follow up. Like, if there had not been a show or anything to follow it up, do you think it's fine on its own, or do you feel like it did need some sort of return to the Stargate world? It's fine on its own, but I was happy to learn that there was a show. Okay. Um, okay, so then when you get to the show, like it's different actors playing the parts. There's some minor little tweaks uh, in the story. Does any of that bother you, or did you were you fine with the recast? Um, I, I I couldn't really tell the difference. I mean, I could I I knew that they were different, but if I didn't know they were different, I probably I would not know the difference. Did you like the new additions to the cast? Like the, um, oh, I can't remember her name. Amanda Tapping's character, for example, the main, uh, what was her name? What was her name? Science. Science. Science Science lady. Science person with (laughs) the hair. Uh, Uh, Major Carter. Major Carter. Agent Carter? Major. Agent Agent Carter's a different show. Yeah. (laughs) I know. But but maybe they're related. I now, if she were on the show, I would have watched all ten seasons. <laughs> did you like the addition of uh, Major Carter? And did, and I guess is it did Teal show up in the first episode? Yep. Yeah, he was the uh, Cobra dude, right? Yeah, he's the, the Gwauld. What about how everyone says Gwauld differently? Did you like that? <laughs> One person says the gold. One person says the gold. <laughs> the gualdo. Yeah, everyone says it a little bit differently. That's, That's my favorite part. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we noticed. I don't. They may not even actually said the name in the pilot. Episode. I don't think so. Oh, okay, it may, maybe it's just as the series goes on. I did think it was weird though that they replaced the idea that he was an alien. That could take over bodies. Now he, he was a snake. Yeah, Parasite yeah. They changed, they changed to that, that sort of idea. That was kind of gross, but it wasn't, it wasn't scary. <laughs> so the, um, but like, there were some other little differences that, uh, as I recall, maybe this was more as the series went on, but um, they got away from some of the stuff I liked about the movie, like the language thing. Um, that, that was really, seemed to be a non-issue. They would go to different places and, no, we can talk. We can talk to them. Or the complexity of the Stargate and how they could just pretty much plug in random symbols and then just open up the gate and go wherever they wanted. Where it seemed like in the movie they, you know, they had to bring in Daniel Jackson to solve the big puzzle. They spent like, I don't know, 20 years trying to solve and now they can just dial it and go anywhere. Like, did any of that that shift did that bother you, or did you just did you just accept it and go on? Um, it definitely felt like Stargate Trek. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Where 
kind of like Star Trek, but it has Stargate characters. But I was fine with that. Yeah. But I, I did notice that because in the portal, because in the Stargate one, the movie, um, the portal, the Stargate, what was it was just moving slow and just cool, and but now it's just like two seconds it's open instead of the five. The five-minute trans transporting process. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's going from a two-plus-hour movie to a. 90-minute pilot, 45-minute well, show. I'm sure that's... You don't want to see that whole, like, super dramatic uh, transition every single time they use I would, it. Either. Not, but they felt like it was definitely going fast on even the first time they did it. Yeah. They, they were expecting that you've seen the movie before, before you've seen this. Right. I guess that's the point. Like, did you like that part of it? Because sometimes when a show comes... When a show is based on a movie, they sometimes they build off the movie, and sometimes they they'll kind of start over and uh, and do their own thing, do their own like origin, and where the movie isn't even in play. Did you like that it built off the movie? Um, I I liked it. Um, of course, it's very confusing. It encourages watching the movie. It's confusing mm-hmm. if you didn't watch the movie. But if you have watched the movie, then I do like that aspect. So, as far as the series goes, um, you've watched you've watched the first episode now, and there's like there's ten seasons, and then they make, I think, at least a couple of movies after the show ends, where they bring back the characters, and and there's at least two, if not three, spinoffs. I can't remember now how many there were. It was Atlantis, and I think Continuum, and maybe Universe or right. something. Yeah. And um, so there's a lot of material as you get into Stargate. There's at least um, 16 seasons or something worth of shows. Are you? Does that excite you, or do you like not really want to dive down? Um, Atlantis sounds pretty cool. Um, I, I'd like to see some more, at least some more of the Star Trek TV show. Then maybe check out some of the other ones. Yeah. But I don't know if I have time. Then I'll watch. All 16 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, you are interested in continuing uh, at least a little bit further. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one other question for you, and I, I don't know if this is ever going to happen, but the producers of the movie had nothing to do with the show. And they've talked about making a sequel to the movie that ignores the show. What do you uh, – like what would you think about that? Would you be uh, – <laughs> Would you be interested in a movie sequel that doesn't have anything to do with the TV show? Got some alternate universes going. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I would like to see how some other aspects of what could happen. I didn't think it was clever that he sent a box of tissues to the Stargate. <laughs> All right, all right. Uh, Michael, did we, uh, we hit all the main Stargate points? I think so. Anything else you wanted to extract from the Stargate experience? <laughs> um, Stargate the experience. You had said that you, uh, you said you had originally watched, or not maybe originally, but you had in the past watched the entire first season. Right. Did you, uh, what did you think of the show? 
Um, my memory is that I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it definitely wanted to continue on, and I, I think, like at the time, the way to continue on was to continue buying box sets of you know the seasons at a time. And right. now, like I haven't really researched to see if it's how much is available and you know some of the streaming platforms. Um, if they are, then I, I think it would be fun to keep going, um, and I'm definitely interested enough to do that. But uh, like I was saying earlier, we're kind of in the middle of uh, the classic Doctor Who and a couple of yeah. different Star Trek series. Uh, but um, there's also a little bit of uh, strike while the iron is hot kind of mentality too. It's like if if David's interested in it, then you know maybe every once in a while we pop in another episode. Yeah. And least any questions about Stargate from you? Uh, what is it about? What is it about? <laughs> <laughs> it's about if if. The Egyptian gods were aliens. Yeah, they uh, these, these really briefly they uh, find this this big giant circle buried under the sand in Egypt, and uh, figure out that it's some kind of a portal that can take you across space and time, like a spaceship, but instead of a spaceship, it's a gate. So just you kind of walk in one side, and you walk out on another planet, you know, millions of light years away or whatever. And, it's uh, also a fossil, yeah. except they don't talk about that at all. Right? Yeah, yeah. They discover some fossils there that just kind of get dropped. But, but yeah, it's, Does, uh, uh, it's pretty cool. Any of that sound interesting to you, Annalise? Well, my social studies teacher had like she told us that um, the pyramids were really hard to make, and they weren't exactly sure how the Egyptians did it, and that. Um, she, she's always, like, whenever we would talk about the pyramids, she'd be, like, point to a UFO over, like, on top of a pyramid. She'd be like, we haven't proved this yet. <laughs> she loves Doctor Who yeah. and aliens and stuff. Um, and, um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely- On the next episode of, uh, Dragonfly Ripple, our opening conversation, Michael, should be about... Our child's social studies teacher. I hope they get nerd or not. <laughs> I like it. Okay. <laughs> and then I can tell Miss um, Inglet, and she will be so happy. Yeah, we would talk about her on a podcast, and she'd be happy. <laughs> hey, you're on a podcast. We talk bad stuff about. Well, now that you've mentioned her name on this one, you could tell her you talked about her on this one. So <laughs> there you go. We talked about you on our podcast. <laughs> you're famous. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we've talked about Stargate. So I, you know, I um, I knew you were going to cover this for this episode, and I contemplated watching it with Annalise, and uh, we we talked about it, and we did not wind up doing it. But I think I think we'll uh, pull the trigger soon. I think she would. I think she should like it. Yeah, I think definitely the the movie. Hmm. Um, yeah. If not the TV show as well. Probably, Don't watch the TV probably show just first. The movie. Probably just the movie. Yeah. It's like Star Wars. You watch the original Stargate and that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll close with our dinner table conversation, although I kind of get the feeling that I know where this is going with at least a couple of your answers. Um, but we'll stick with the same topic that Carl and I had discussed earlier. Um, so if Jurassic Park or Jurassic World existed, would you want to go? And what attraction would you like to see? And maybe let's uh, let's say uh we'll, we'll put the stipulation in that um you're gonna go and it 
you're guaranteed that it's going to be 100% safe, that none of the dinosaurs are going to escape. Um, would you want to... Or let's say this here, you, uh, you have a, a button that you can push that if any dinosaurs escape, it will immediately transport you back home. Um, would you want to... the technology. Yes. So uh, would you want to go and... Um, or, um, yeah, and what, what attraction would you want to see? And it can be an attraction that was either in one of the movies or just one that you're making up. Um, so, David, do you have an answer? First up, I don't even need the button to want to go there. <laughs> okay. I'll take it anyway, just in case. Okay. Um, but I would see the one... I would see every attraction. Yeah. What I don't would, want to just go to one of them. I don't want to go to everyone. Right. Well, which one would you most want? What would be the first thing that you would make a beeline for? Um, probably the one with the shortest line. All right. Let me phrase this another way. If you were <laughs> going to create Jurassic World, um, mm-hmm. what attraction would you want to make sure that you included? Um, besides the T-Rex, the Velociraptors, and every famous dinosaur mm-hmm. uh, um probably a xenosaurus a xenosaurus pharaoh's xenosaurus which one it's is uh the lucy lawless one i think it's the one <laughs> it's the day how could you forget that i, I don't it's know your favorite dinosaur <laughs> oh it's it's the giant claws oh got it got it got it got it yeah all right Therizinosaurus, yes, I like that one a lot. I feel like my Lucy Laws joke completely bombs. You can cut that out. <laughs> I leave it in there because when I think about it and get it later, I will laugh a lot. What, did he say Xenosaurus? Therizinosaurus. Oh, Therizinosaurus. Okay. Yeah. It would have been funny if it was a Xenosaurus and it had like Lucy Lawless's face. <laughs> then it would have been a hilarious joke. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of more of a Freddy Kruegersaurus. Okay. Yeah. These gigantic claws. But okay, so. Um, so your answer has to do with like the kinds of dinosaurs that you would want to. The Mongolian. Okay. Pretty Kruger. Annalise, does the button help you at all? Does it make you want to go? If you can instantly be transported home. Maybe I wouldn't make Jurassic Park because that's a really really bad idea. Um, <laughs> but what but if there are laser fences instead of metal fences? Well. They had electric fences, but the dinosaurs still got out. So. Yeah, yeah. What if it was Jurassic World and it was like an entirely different world? So it was Stargate Jurassic World. Stargate Jurassic World. So you could go through Stargate to another world and you could instantly go back through the Stargate home if dinosaurs got out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What attraction would you uh, like to see? Uh, well, the one from the um, Jurassic World, uh, where they went and they saw the dinosaur that was in the water and he did tricks. Mo- okay. The Mosasaurus? Mm-hmm. The one that saved the day? Yep. Yeah, the one that ate the um, other dinosaur. He also ate their escort. Yes, the yeah. man. <laughs> Carlin, what about you? Well, first off, I'm surprised that she did not say anything about um, the big giant pile of dinosaur poop because 
after we watched the movie, that's all she told her brother about. <laughs> and so all he knows about Jurassic Park is there's a big pile of poop and they put their hands in it. You need to watch Jurassic Park 3. So, okay. Just, You'll uh, love that. That's what I thought maybe she would say. No, that's – he said something that reminded me of that. You will love Jurassic Park 3 if you love poop. <laughs> I think that's on the uh, DVD case. Yeah. If you love poop, you'll love this movie. <laughs> I think it's called Jurassic Poop, actually. That's the name Jurassic movie. Poop 3. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, T-Rex. you got to see a T-Rex. That's, mm-hmm. But I think besides that, like, I'd want to – go to an exhibit like i love the petting zoo and in jurassic world and I, I thought oh why is it only the kids that get to go there <laughs> i want you gotta be able to touch a dinosaur that's, right. well you that's, gotta have that pet the velociraptor <laughs> no we're not petting any velociraptors <laughs> there's no that's a bad idea <laughs> i want to uh, I want to, uh, I want to, you know, I want to interact with the with the dinosaur. So some pet friendly the T-Rex, pet the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> none of the ones that are going to kill me or maim me. Just ones that will, um, that'll be fun. You, you can yes. go home and say I petted a Triceratops. Yeah, yeah. And then it rammed me, and I had to go to the hospital. <laughs> Pretty much. But I lived. Yeah. Did you say, Michael, what your answer was? No, I haven't. I, um, this, this ride really bothered me in the movie because I've been to enough theme parks to know that there's no theme park that would let you actually do this. Gyrosphere? Yeah, the gyrospheres. But I, I actually love that idea. I would love to be able to get in one of those things and just kind of tool around a, uh, um, you know, an enclosure or, you know, whatever, an environment with the dinosaurs would be safe. Um, Did you go to the secret area? Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> I'm too much of a rule follower for that. Um, actually, I'm not a rule follower, but I would follow that rule. I think that's a pretty good one. <laughs> well, I think when it comes it, to uh, yeah, a park with de- deadly dinosaurs, it's yeah. all follow the rules. Yeah, I think following the rules is probably a good idea. Uh, but it did bother me that they just kind of let those people go wherever they wanted to in those things, cause, as opposed to some kind of a trek. Yeah, I thought there was going to be a track. Yeah. Like, like the cars. Right, yeah. That, there there the would be in a real park. Yeah. All right. Well, good answers, everybody. I think we're ready to create our own uh, Jurassic Park. No. You just need <laughs> share no expense. Save no expense. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, that's it, I think, for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you, um, Annalise and David and Carlin, for being part of the conversation. And uh, I guess until next time, keep nerding those kids. David? Important question. Are you in the squeaky chair? Uh, nope. Okay. Yes, you, yeah, you are. <laughs> no, that's, me. that's me doing it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> are you making that noise with your mouth? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just making that noise. Well, I'm, ta- I'm talented, Michael. You are talented. The Atomic Thieves Podcasting Network.